0: Hello my friends, it's podcast 26 time. This one is on quantifying trust. We're in the quantification series right now where we're going to do a handful of podcasts just talking about the way that technology now is quantifying aspects of our life and what does that mean for us. And ultimately, whether this is good or bad, we did the last podcast just in general talking about quantification or quantifying our lives, how things get measured. Uh, We gave lots of examples. If you haven't heard that one yet, go back to that one uh, before you listen to this one. But to be honest, this one's completely standalone. Alone, if you just want to keep listening from this point forward, now let me just tell you a short story about uh, hiring some people about a year ago. So, we hired uh, two people a year ago, maybe a week or two apart, and both of them were here for about three weeks. In both cases, you know, we felt like we had vetted these people, we had had numbers of conversations with them, felt like they would be good members of our team, and we were wrong. Within three weeks, for different reasons, both of them uh, left, uh, and then, you you know, we found out a little bit later that, uh, you know, these people probably weren't uh, the right DNA fit for us anyway, regardless of the hours we had spent beforehand trying to get to know them. But it always makes me think about the fact that when you hire people, you don't really know them. I think sometimes that's why people hire friends or family. Even though uh, there there's problems that come along with hiring friends and family, at least you know them. You know what you're getting. When you hire people that are really veritable strangers, you don't know what you're getting. They can often show you that they have low trustability. That's where we're going to start this podcast on quantifying trust. Think about a world where, like a credit score, there is a trust score. And in the future, I absolutely believe we will have a trust score for individuals and a trust score for organizations. In some ways, we already have parts of it now. We have things that we quantify that might lead us to believe that we could trust somebody. I just believe that the trust scores are going to get much more sophisticated in the future. Now, they might be called something else. Maybe we won't call them a trust score. Uh, but for our purposes today, that's really what I'm going to call it. That's what it, what it is, what I think we're going to have. It, it is a score that on whatever scale we want to do, one to a thousand, one to a hundred, whatever it is, it is a score that is a compilation of different factors that would leave somebody to believe, hey, yes, this person is trustworthy up to the number I need them to be trustworthy for. In other words, certain activities that you engage people with, you don't need to be able to trust them that much. In other words, if you hire somebody to uh, mow the lawn, right, that's a certain amount of trust that you need from them. Like don't break anything, you know, don't steal anything. That's a little bit different than the the trust that you might have with somebody who's managing your money, right? Where it's uh, the possibility exists, they could steal everything that you have. There's a different level of trust, a lower trust score, fine with the person mowing my lawn, a high trust score needed for somebody managing money, a trust score. Now, here's a couple of things. I am sure to start with, the trust scores will be country based. In other words, there'll be a United States trust score, and then there might be trust scores in other countries. In fact, I think you probably already know China is already headed in this direction. Uh, and because of their political system, uh, they may be one of the first countries that has this type of trust score fully built out. But eventually, I believe we might have a worldwide trust score. In other words, we'll consolidate the different algorithms and models around the world. I'm sure some of the big tech companies will help us with that, and then we'll have a worldwide trust score. Now, this will be very handy when you do business with people who are overseas. I don't know if you've ever done business with people overseas. I have. One of the things that's really difficult about that is you could have somebody that you're working with overseas as a client or or an employer. And if you think you don't know much about what people might be like in the United States, you really don't know what people might be like in another country. And so it's a whole other level of they're a stranger to you. Uh, And so having a worldwide trust score could be extremely helpful. Now, I know this is a Black Mirror episode. I get it. Uh, I mean, literally, this is a Black Mirror episode. There is an episode where people, you know, get a type of trust score individually or a popularity score, and they're gaming the system through the whole Black Mirror episode. Look, I understand it. And sure, I understand that there will absolutely be negatives and positives to this concept. As somebody who has done a pretty good job of predicting the future, I'm not telling you we're going to have a trust score next week. I'm just telling you that we will have a trust score in the future, and now is a good time time to start thinking about it. Now, how do I know that? Because the seeds are already planted and the need exists. So when you see those two things, when you see seeds already planted and you see that the need exists, it's a pretty safe bet that someday somebody's going to put it all together. Here's what I mean by that. If we look at an organizational trust score, we have services now like Glassdoor, right? That, that basically gathers up information from employees on their employer. Uh, does it give them an actual score? Mm, not completely, right? But it gives you a pretty good picture into what that organization is like. What about the Better Business Bureau? For years, when I was younger, we all knew that if you wanted to check on an organization, you called, because you had to call in those days, the Better Business Bureau. And they would give you basically the rating or the information on a business, whether you could trust them or not. Uh, regulatory grades, when the when the federal government does exam, examinations or regulatory control, they grade out organizations. For instance, if you're a bank, you get a grade from the regulators right, on how you're performing. Then we can go all the way to things like Amazon reviews. Amazon reviews basically are a trust score for products that, that a manufacturer makes or that the uh, person shipping is going to be shipping. right? So we, I'll stop there. We have a lot of pieces of an organizational trust score. Eventually, these can all come together into one. Now, on the individual front, I talked in the last podcast about the fact that hey, when I was a kid, I was graded. And that was the first time I ever remember being scored. But even later in life, people want to know, well, what kind of uh, education did you get? And what was your grade point average, right? In other words, that becomes part of a trust score as if the higher the GPA, the more you can be trusted, which is a fallacy, by the way, right? But people are, are hunting and searching for how do I evaluate somebody who is a stranger? And certainly credit scores are a piece of a trust score. You know, that's a financial metric of, can I trust these people to pay back their debt. But think about, uh, go a whole different direction, social site followers, right? It's a bit of a trust score. The more followers you have, well, then, you know, you must be famous, right? Or I should be able to trust what you say because you have a lot of people who follow you. If you look up a video on YouTube and it only has 15 views, in your mind, you say to yourself, hmm, I don't know if this is something I should watch. Only 15 other people have watched it. If you go on YouTube and something's got a million views, you don't even think twice. You just go ahead and watch it. Like you impugn trust to that thing. Or think about what job positions people have held. You look at a resume and in the resume, based on the information that's there as far as job positions, you know, oh, I was a vice president. Oh, I was a COO, right? Based on the position, people go, oh, this person must be more trustworthy because they've been higher on an organizational chart. Now, I'm I'm not trying to find everything. I'm just trying to point out that we already have scores or analytics that we do that we add up together to try to show us, oh, can we trust this person? Can we trust this organization? That's what I mean when I say the seeds are already planted and the need is there, that instead of looking at all these different sources, if we just had one trust score that was actually a compilation of these kinds of things, but more sophisticated, uh, where there wasn't human bias even built into it, there wasn't an easy ability to manipulate it, well, then we'd really have something here. So let's talk about why we need it, right? I, I know that mo- it might sound, well, you know, if we could just know instantly or easily how much we could trust an organization or a person, uh, yeah, yeah, intuitively you, you say, I know why that's good, uh, but let me just unpack it just for fun, right? So I'm going to give you three reasons on on both sides. Let's talk about first uh, an organization. For an organization, we have issues where they're advertising something that doesn't really match the product. In other words, the product or the service is not true when compared to the advertising and marketing or the sales pitch, right? So for organizations, if we are pitched something that sounds really good, but then we can see, uh, wait a minute, the trust score is pretty low, then we wouldn't be buffaloed by the advertising pitch. Now, isn't that a little bit what happens on Amazon where you see a product and it looks like it's going to be great. But then when you look at the reviews and the reviews are really low, like, okay, product looks great. The picture's wonderful. The write-up's pretty good, but I can't trust it. Or think about when the hiring pitches, when some Somebody's trying to recruit you, and that hiring pitch doesn't match the reality at all. Think about how nice a trust score, something more than just glass door, because glass door is almost the best we have in some cases, or or word of mouth from somebody that works there, which might be tainted, of course, or word of mouth from somebody that left there, which might be tainted. Think about how nice it would be to have a trust score for an organization if you're trying to decide that you want to go work for them or not. And then think about ESG right now, environmental, social, and governments, right? The big movement towards ESG and the overall impact on the world. Well, what if the ESG score was somewhat built into the trust score so that that was a piece of it? Can I trust this organization? Does it care about ESG? Is it doing a good job with ESG? Instead of that being a separate way that we analyze, I say just roll it into a trust score, right? So those are three different lenses that you could say, all right, this is why we need trust, uh, a trust score for an organization. Uh, should I spend money with them? Should I get hired by them or not? All right, let's look at human beings. Uh, all right, we all have had the bad experience of knowing somebody who was not at all what they seemed like or what they shared with us they were like. We've all had that bad boyfriend or girlfriend that, that looked really good the first date, or second date, but once we really got to know them a lot better, they were nothing like what we saw originally. Or today we have the online issue. You know, you have, you're meeting people online or through an app and how do you know for sure whether you could trust this person or not trust this person? And because they're online, some of the people we're meeting could be overseas, right? They they could be nowhere where we physically could verify that they even exist. Now, the next reason I would say for an individual is because poor performers can hide. I mean, individual poor performers, poor performers at anything, they can hide the fact that they have poor, that they're poor performers. In other words, when you first meet them, when you, when you first hire them, when you first, right, come in contact with them right? They may be on their best behavior and you can't see that, oh, in another three weeks, they're actually going to be a poor performer. So that would be an awesome reason to have a trust score so that you have some kind of idea of, well, wait a minute, their, their past poor performance hurt their score. That's why their score is low. All right. And then we have just all the way at the end of the spectrum of the unethical people that are out to scam you. And so uh, obviously we have a chunk of that, uh, of unethical people who they're nothing like who they say they are. And in a lot of cases, they're just trying to defraud somebody or scam somebody. Being able to check somebody's uh, trust score, uh, that, it, that gives you an amazing ability right? to uh, understand, okay, we got to problem here. Oh, just... A side dynamic, right? You know, hopefully you're sold a little bit on some of the great reasons we could use a trust score. Uh, A side comment is with a trust score, uh, it would actually force people in organizations to care more about what they do because then they wouldn't believe that they could hide parts of themselves in the dark. Whether it's the organization putting out bad products or hurting the environment uh, or treating their people terribly, or whether it's an individual who knows deep down inside that, that they are not a good performer that knows the doubt inside uh, that they're going to abuse you in some way, right? Scoring forces people to consider, hey, wait a minute, when my trust score is low, it's going to hurt me in the world. Well, that gives you a lot of incentive to make sure that trust score is higher. Now, if you're thinking this is crazy, like, uh, you know, when I said it was a Black Mirror episode, you're like, and that's where it should have stayed. I want you to think to a credit score in what a credit score does. Now, you might think those are fair or unfair. You might've thought I didn't ask for it. I I think it's a, I think it's all a racket. You might say all that to yourself, but the credit score is a way for lenders to have some kind of idea if they can trust you with a loan. And that credit score for a lot of people, it forces them into better behavior because they know if they do the wrong things, it'll slam the credit score and then they're gonna to have to dig back out of that hole. And how many people that do you know that got a credit score that they drove down to low you know, low digits and then they had to spend a lot of time and energy and work to get their credit score score back up to a normal level. And what that means is the lower credit score gave them an incentive to do the right things, to exercise the right behavior to get the score back up. Now, that same dynamic is going to work with a trust score, that when you understand that a trust score below 60, let's just say if it's on a scale of 1 to 100, a trust score below 60, that's going to be a real problem for you when you go to get hired. It could be a big problem for you when you you know go to find somebody to date. I mean, there, there are a lot of problems that a low trust score are going to cause you. Now, just like people did with a credit score, you're going to figure out pretty quick. What is it that changes the algorithm? And you're going to make sure that you're not doing those behaviors that drive that trust score down below a 60. And there's nothing wrong with this. I mean, if it is giving incentives for the right behaviors, I think that's great. Now I understand the other side of it. You might say, Scott, but what about that person who just made a lot of bad decisions in their life? So they made a lot of bad decisions. Now their trust scores at a, at a 43, uh, and, and now they want to turn their life around. And the problem is how hard is it going to be to turn your life around with that low trust score? Hey, I, I I understand that. And yes, that's going to be a problem. Uh, And yes, you would have to do a lot of things right for the next two, three years to work that trust score back up. Uh, I think people will be smart enough to possibly be able to not just look at what is the score today, but look at what has been the momentum of the score. In other words, when you look at the trustability of somebody, you're not just going to look at what is the score today. You're going to look at, well, what was it a year ago? What was it three years ago? If you see somebody that was a 43 and they've worked it up to be a 70, right? Then you can say, okay, well, here's a person that's been doing a lot of the right things. Yeah, I don't love a 70, but they're a 70 going in the right direction versus let's say you had somebody who was a 92 years ago and they're a 70 today. And now you're like, well, 70 is not terrible. It's terrible. The direction it's headed, right? So I think we might use a trust score differently than we would use a credit score in that we would want to understand the velocity in one direction or another. All right. So I've started to kind of step into how this might work. So let me keep going, right? Let me keep going about how this might work in the future. So I I think it's going to be a combination of at least two things. I think the first thing is it's going to be crowd-based. So your trust score is going to be compiled by uh, a lot of people that you've had interactions with who give you a score, just like the ratings on any tool like Yelp or uh, the ratings on Amazon or eBay or anything else, right? I mean, these are crowd-based ratings. Now, I know already there are people going, oh my God, I can see all the problems, right? You're going to make somebody mad. They're going to go in and try to give you a, a low trust score. You know, there's going to be people that try to punish you and get even with you. And it's very unfair. And yeah, I get all that. Uh, the the reality is there are algorithms that we could write, right? That that throw out the highest and the lowest scores and things like that. And, uh, you know, try to take out uh, the, the people who are artificially scoring high for their friends, you know, or scoring low for their enemies. I think we could probably, when we do the crowd-based scoring, we could do a little bit of work on how much can we even trust the person who's scoring. In other words, when somebody goes to score, what is their trust score? If they have a really low trust score and they're doing something on a trust score, maybe you you count that one less. So this is what algorithms are for, right? Is the ability to allow people, allow the crowd to be able to score you. Once again, I'm going to go back to, and if you know, if you know that the crowd, that the people you interact with are going to be influenced on your trust score, you're going to be more mindful about how you treat people. And that's not a bad thing. Like, that's putting motivation in the right place. Will Will there be people that are trying to game the algorithm? Of course there will be. There always will be. And that'll be partly what we'll have to, to try to offset with a well-designed algorithm. Uh, it's no different than the people who pay money to try to game the credit system. You know, can you move it a little bit? Can you move it somewhere? Sure, right? But at the end of the day, if you don't pay for the next thing, your credit it's going to get hammered. And even if you gamed a trust score, as soon as you show yourself your true colors as untrustworthy, doesn't matter how much you gamed it, you're going to get crowd based bad ratings and your trust score is going to be back down. All right. So there's the crowd based component of a trust score, human beings that are scoring you at different points of transactions or relationships for different reasons. All right. Then there'll be the automated algorithmic methods. And these are the ones I'm most interested in. I think crowd based has to be a piece, but there are a lot of things that could automatically feed into your trust score. Let me just give you some examples. It's not meant to be exhaustive. I'm, I'm just trying to get you to think in terms of algorithms, machine learning, AI, right? So what would be automated that could feed into the trust scores? So I, I'll give you, a, a, just so you understand what I'm meaning. Sure, things like driver's record, your driving record, your arrest record, right? Those things could feed into a trust score. Uh, you know, some variation uh, on your credit Credit score. So, some pieces or all of your credit score could roll into a trust score. But there are other things that could be really interesting, like uh, automated scoring triggered on if you show up at virtual meetings on time. Now, I know people who are routinely late are going to say to me, Oh, it's impossible. I'm late to all kinds of meetings, as if that's okay. And what I'm going to say is, No, it's not okay if you're late. Yes, I know you have all kinds of excuses. And if you're late, you know, once a month to different Zoom meetings, great, we throw that one out. But if you're late, Almost every day to things that you booked, okay, that should lower your trust score. All right. Think about security level on devices. That's an interesting one to think about is all right, how secure are the devices that you have? Because if I'm gonna trust you with data or I'm gonna trust you with communications, right, I need to know that your devices, that your software is up to date and has good security on it. And if the tools that you use are unsecure, okay, well, that should lower your trust score a little little bit. Uh, What about posting content that's proven to be false? So if you are a poster uh, and people, the crowd or algorithms, right, automated algorithms, look at what you posted and know that it is false, right? Then that automatically could detract from your trust score. And again, I I want you to just think in terms of what behaviors would it drive if people knew that if you show up late to a scheduled virtual meeting, right, that there could be a problem with your score, right? Or if you post content that is known to be false, but either you did it on purpose or you're ignorant of the fact that what you just posted was false, right? Or like I said, security levels on devices, much less your driving record, arrest record, all the, all that kind of thing. But I, I love the concept or the thought that we can build automated triggers that can update your trust score uh, without a human being being involved. And again, I, I understand the people who are going to want to argue over this and who are going to say, but you know, some... Sometimes I'm late to meetings because my car broke down. I didn't mean to, you know, but my car broke down. Hey, I get it. We're not looking to give you a negative trust score because you were late to one meeting. We're we're looking to give you a negative score because you're late to half your meetings and don't really seem to care. All right, I've touched on the fact yes, there are dangers. Okay. Yes, there are dangers. Yes, there are gonna be people that are always trying to game this system. Uh yes, uh, people who uh, earn themselves a low score, let's just say they come come out of college, they're young, they make lots of mistakes, they drive their score down a bit like a credit score, by the way, right? Yes, it's going to be tough for them for a handful of years to try to drive their score back up. Uh, but again, it's part of the reason you even have a measuring system like this, right? I get I get it that there's a danger that that might be unfair to people that make bad decisions at one point in their life. But it is tr- It is a way that we can understand, can we trust the people or not? And gives them motivation to, to behave better. All right, so we also have the dangers that the, that the score could be driven by the crowd in a bit of an unfair way. In other words, there's personality issue that causes people to uh, give negative trust scores. And it isn't that they aren't trustworthy. It, it, it's that they're not likable. And so they get a lot of people that give negative trust scores, not having anything to do with necessarily being trustworthy, but negative scores because they just don't like them. So they are looking for ways to make them untrustworthy versus somebody who's very friendly and nice and we all know somebody like that by the way friendliest person in the world nicest person in the world wouldn't trust them with ten dollars right but they're nice they're great to hang out with you're just you're going to be paying the check when the check comes right so that that can be a problem is that human beings can be a bit manipulated on what they would put into a trust score then we would have the mob manipulation of a trust score so you have somebody that upsets a group and a group decides to quote unquote cancel them and then way of canceling them is by doing everything they can to help manipulate the trust score and drive it down. But again, I think that's where we're going to have to have really sophisticated algorithms that look for that type of mob attack uh, and basically stop uh, factoring any of that into an algorithm. So in other words, there are dangers. There really are. Some of the dangers we can take out. Some of the dangers we would just have to accept as it's going to be an imperfect system but it's better than no system at all which is what I feel the credit scores are. It's an imperfect system. I told you in the last podcast, two different credit services have my score a hundred points apart. A hundred points apart uh, which is crazy to me. I have no idea why that is. It's an imperfect system but it's better than nothing. All right, when? When are we going to get a trust score like this? You know, if if you hate this idea or you love this idea, you're wondering about when, I mean, understand that we already have the ability to do most of this. Uh, It it isn't really a technology issue, in my opinion. We've got good enough machine learning. We have good enough AIs and algorithms. It's really just a matter of who wants to build it. Who wants to build it? Uh, When will the framework be set up for this? And then who will start using it, right? What's the financial model behind this? Because there needs to be a financial model. The credit services get paid to do a credit score. Schools get paid to teach us and to give us grades. Like organizations pay money for these credit scores, right? There will have to be organizations that have a financial investment in the trust scores. I don't believe it's going to be that far off, though. I don't think we're talking about twenty or thirty years. I'm thinking about in the next ten years, uh, we might very well get a trust score. All right, uh, will we be able to? Opt opt out of it? I mean, that's an interesting thing. Like, can you just opt out of it and just say, I don't want to participate. I don't want to have a trust score. That'll be doubtful. You can't just opt out of a credit score, right? Uh, It isn't about you. It's not what you want, that you want the score or don't want the score. This is for society. It's for everybody else to be able to have some way to measure you. And you may hate it, you may not want it, but I don't think there'll be an ability to opt out of it. Now, maybe there will in, in Europe, right? In certain countries, maybe just because of the society that they have there, the culture that they have there, they'll say, nope, if you don't want it, you should be able to opt out of it. But you know the problem if you opt out of it is people are going to assume that you you have really low trustability. Because people that don't have an issue that have a high trust score, let's say 80 80 to 100, people up there, they all want it. It's only you people with a below 80 that opt out that you're going to have that issue. All right, this is the digital optimist. And I know you've probably been waiting like, okay, is he ever going to say anything that's really, you know, really optimist about about this? And I am. Uh, Although I do have concerns about the dangers that I shared with you, and I do have concerns in the early days about people gaming the system, and I do have concerns about mob manipulation of a score, things like that. On the whole, I think there's more good than bad with having this kind of visibility into the trustability of an organization or a person. Uh, And I've mentioned some of it for you, right? As soon as we have a score, then there will be many people that will seek to improve it. And that's a good thing because it's going to set a bar for people on trustability. Trustability is not going to be something in the dark anymore. It's going to be on the surface. It's going to be very obvious to people what your score is. And that's going to make people pay attention to how am I getting a higher or lower trust score. Now, I also think that uh, you know technology um, could have the ability to help us make better judgments on people uh, when we have more knowledge. So when we can integrate that trust score into some of the other technology that we're using for recruiting people or uh, finding people online to do business with, right, or finding people to date in a dating app, right? When we can include the trust score, when it gets integrated into some of the online tools, I think that could help us make better decisions about who we connect with. It could stop a lot of fraud. It could stop a lot of crime. It could stop a lot of hurt feelings, right? There's a lot of things that could be stopped if we could integrate that trust score into other systems. If nothing else, a lower trust score creates a conversation between people uh, or people in an organization to find out why is the trust score low and you can at least have a conversation about it as opposed to now it's in the darkness. You have no idea if there's even a problem that you should talk about until it's too late now. I So on the whole, I'm optimistic that there's more good than bad. This may be a 55-45 situation, right? 45 bad, 55 good. But on the whole, I would like to see a world with a trust score and see what it does to raise up the quality of how people behave in the world and the, uh, the quality of the way organizations behave. You know, when you measure something, you bring it into the light. When it is not measured, it is in the darkness. It's just that simple. And in in the world of trust, being in the darkness means you have to learn every lesson painfully. I would love if we could avoid that a little bit. All right. I understand if this podcast made you uncomfortable, by the way. Uh, You know, technology is creating a lot of new dynamics that are very different than the past. Uh, I just think it makes sense for us to think about these things earlier, uh, because when we think about these things earlier, before we go build them, we will make better decisions. We won't take blind steps later. But I understand if this uh, made you completely uncomfortable. Uh, We've never had anything like this in the world, and it it sounds like it could be really unfair or a problem for a lot of people. It will be for some, but I just think on the whole, there will be more people that will benefit. Again, there'll be more people who are saved from very traumatic incidents than there will be people that are harmed by having a trust score like this. All right, we're not done yet. We've got another two podcasts uh, to talk about different things that will be quantified. I'll leave the next one as a surprise. And then the last one is back to a bit of a truth score concept, but just around content, not around people. So we got two more in this quantification series before we move on to the next series. Hey, thank you for listening. Have a great Humology Day. Thank you for listening and giving these ideas a chance. Let this be a two-way conversation and connect with me on Twitter at sklasoski or on LinkedIn. I also write a blog that you can find at scottklosowski.com. An added bonus is a library of thought-leading graphics you can download from the site. One more thing, please take a moment and raise this podcast on whatever platform you use. Ideas are powerful change agents, and positive reviews will help spread the digital optimism.